everybody. Welcome back to the B&B Movie Show, the podcast where two friends with different movie tastes come together to riff on each other's favorite movies. My name is Sam, and alongside me is no character from the movie we're about to talk about at all, except maybe Murderous Plastic Santa. There you go. Uh, my co-host, Will. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing fun about this movie to compare Will to. I, I could have been the... Uh the corny ass dad yeah that's in the movie for like two minutes <laughs> yeah yeah that's me right there that is literally my ass right there you're fucking doing it will good for you so we already like did our opening bullshit uh are we ready to talk about a movie i mean yeah 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 i'm ready <laughs> all right the movie we're gonna talk about tonight is better watch out will what is your relationship to this movie uh, I didn't even know it existed until you told me about it. And I, I told know. Will to not look anything up before he watched it. It did help that I, I didn't know a damn thing that was going to happen because I was pleasantly surprised at every turn. That kind of brings me <laughs> to my relationship with this movie as well, is that in 2017, I think it was released on Shudder. Uh, which is a horror mm-hmm. streaming service if you're not a horror fan. They have a lot of exclusive movies, which this was for a long time. And I didn't know anything about it. I know I did not watch this on Christmas, um, but I've uh, watched it every year since it came out for the holiday. And Neil, when he watched it last year with me, because I was like, it's a fun movie, you'll love it. He watched it and he was like, what the fuck is this? I will say this, the the twist that you get in this movie, I was sitting in the middle of my workplace break room, loudly proclaiming, what the fuck? And I had like an old lady coworker sitting right across from me and she just looks at me and I'm like, I'm sorry, this fucking movie. And just went right back into it. <laughs> I was like, it's a fun movie. It's holidays. It's Christmas, baby. <laughs> it was more fun my second round. I find the first time viewing of this movie very, uh, and, a, and a unique horror film experience (laughs) but to go into a little bit about the production notes of the movie it was directed by chris peckover and written by zach khan um Mm -hmm. the budget for this film was three million dollars which must have all been spent on that house because it's fucking huge and it made a hundred and eighty eight thousand dollars in box office uh which is not great (laughs) no that's that's generally looked down upon not even a tenth of your budget yeah i'm pretty sure it was a limited release that they kind of always knew would be pretty niche horror um mostly because there are other horror movies that happen or are set at christmas time that like have gotten such bad reviews that people like ban them so (laughs) the movie though does have good reception uh well the tomato meter count is 89 percent positive reviews with an audience score of 65 percent um so that's you know it's pretty solid for a horror movie yeah uh and then i have the cast list here uh except for the two parents who are probably the two most famous people in this (laughs) yeah i believe the babysitter's name is ashley even though I like mm-hmm. never catch it. Ashley is played by and Olivia DeJong. It said a lot too. By yeah, the- for some reason I was like, what the fuck is her name? We have Luke played by Levi Miller. Mm-hmm. And we have Garrett played by Ed Oxenbold. And a fun fact uh, about the cast of this movie is that Olivia DeJong and Ed Oxenbold had starred in the M. Night Shyamalan movie the visit before this mm-hmm. yeah i saw that note too <laughs> yeah it's like the only fun fact about this movie because no one it has really seen is. it <laughs> yeah. yeah this by the way much better film than the visit so you could just skip that one i'm sure it's more expensive i'm sure it looks better this one's a better movie <laughs> i think we're ready to talk about a a, a christmas fun time movie i'm super excited <laughs> All right, so we open on kind of like a scene that shows us that it's winter and Christmas outside. We see kids playing in the snow um, and Christmas lights and Christmas decorations. And we pull out further. We see a girl driving a car. We'll learn that she's Ashley. Uh, She's talking to her mom on the phone and kind of letting her know that uh, the Lerner family has asked her to babysit for the night. Um, So instead of packing for the impending move she is going to be babysitting 
uh, Luke Lerner this evening. Mm -hmm. About this time, we have a jump scare <laughs> almost immediately in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she Fucking almost hits a cat in the middle of the road and, like, cat. screams and her scream disturbs carolers singing which i thought was funny we see her drive away from that and we do see like a ford explorer pull out behind her which i had never noticed before watching this yeah. but i was like oh they want us to think that's the villain <laughs> yeah it was it was really good they, they did a couple of things like that throughout the movie and they do it later on with another scene too it, it was it was really nice like it was just somebody pulling out of their driveway though but they did it really good yeah, they made it very uh, ominous with the music choice. Mm -hmm. We cut to a nighttime view of a house that's beautifully decorated in Christmas decorations, a la it, the McAllister family. I was about to say, this is like an upscaled modern version of the Home from Home Alone, which I think is purposely done. Yeah, I think it is. And we'll see a lot of nods to Home Alone in this. Mm -hmm. Inside that house, we cut to a boy's room with two shithead kids who are just doing shithead kid things. Garrett is uh, playing video games. He is Luke's friend from I Gather the Neighborhood. So these kids are supposed to be like 12. And these motherfuckers look like they're like about to start driving. <laughs> There's some acting in this that I was like, they do seem a little old to be like 12 <laughs> yeah like some of the stuff that luke says later on it's like you're too old to be saying that weird shit bro yeah it's <laughs> very strange they got 35 year olds to play these 12 year old boys it's fine <laughs> <laughs> while garrett's playing video games and kind of bullshitting we see luke talking about the concept that scary things and spooky things turn ladies on or like that's how you get a lady is you take her to a scary movie reminds me of a funny line from that 70s show when kelso is trying to convince eric to bring uh donna and jackie to the movies he's like scary movies turn chicks on faster than porno man <laughs> which is not true but like no. go off i guess <laughs> so luke insinuates that he is trying to hit on the babysitter tonight we mm -hmm. kind of get a picture that he's been in love with her for probably since she started babysitting him he's he's intending to maybe watch a scary movie with ashley and maybe scare her into his arms um at that point garrett says that he hopes that luke gets an ass and then we turn around and luke's mom is standing in the door <laughs> that was funny played by victoria madsen of Candyman fame when we see the mom, she kind of babies Luke a lot. Even though he's 15 playing 12, she treats him like he's eight. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was like really digging Virginia Madsen. I really wish she was in the movie longer. She steals the scene she's in for sure. Yeah. But yeah, she does baby him way too much. Like I get what happens later, kind of. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some weird stuff going on their relationship is strange <laughs> yeah from there we cut to downstairs where the parents are all dressed up for what seems to be some kind of christmas party and i wrote mom seems like an uptight bitch <laughs> that's what i got from this uh because she's making she's making fun of her husband he brings out his ornaments for the christmas tree. <laughs> this is hilarious i mean and he's like, I noticed that these were missing. And she's like, you're sure you've never slept with a man. That's not what she says. That's what she, says. <laughs> she, 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 she says, are you sure you haven't sucked a dick before? Not even college. <laughs> not once. Not once. And he's like, pretty sure. <laughs> I love him. Who's he played? He's, uh, he reminds me of Buzz Lightyear. He's that guy. Um, I forget. I He's played by Patrick Walburton. I've I know what he's been in. He's like always like the dad guy is really what he, he is. He was also, no, that was, <laughs> I was about to be like, wasn't he in the second Deadpool movie? No, that was Rob Delaney. Yeah, <laughs> Very different him. men. Very different person. Uh, um, <laughs> after, after their thing about her accusing him <laughs> of fucking men. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back up to the boys. Garrett makes fun of Luke for having a sound machine to sleep that literally sounds like you're inside a womb. And that is one of the creepiest things I've ever fucking heard. I mean, they do make those things for like babies. <laughs> He's got some weird connection to his madre for sure. 
Yeah, and sure. I mean, there's I'm sure some psychology about this that oh, I yeah. didn't want to delve into. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. No, 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 no. Just after Garrett makes fun of him, rightfully so, for still using that creepy fucking machine, the doorbell rings, and we learn that Ashley's here. And we cut to the dad answering the door and kind of like playfully hitting on her a little bit or saying that she looks stunning. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, normally this would creep me out. I think it's just like one of those fun dad things. Well, there's like a a thing. It's in from How I Met Your Mother. There's like, there's a married guys that don't have the stink of like, you know, like being like a, and he doesn't have the stink. So he's able to like, like, you look ravishing, but he doesn't mean it like, I want to do you. He's like very... He just gives me like fun vibes and it didn't yeah. creep me out unlike yeah. the last time that we recorded. <laughs> uh, so the dad does confirm for us in this scene when he's talking to her that she's moving away. To Pittsburgh. We see Luke creeping at the top of the stairs. He's a fucking creep. Uh, and we cut to a scene of Luke's mom talking about how Luke has been sleepwalking. She says that they put a pencil on the door once Luke has gone to bed to ensure that uh, if he does sleepwalk, they'll know. That'll be important a couple of times in the movie. Yeah. From there, we see Garrett leave the house. Mom and dad finally leave after mom forces dad to take off his very fun Christmas tie, which I was but He has another one. <laughs> he has an even more fun one. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> So Luke closes the door and locks it. He asks what Ashley wants to do, and she says she needs to make a call. So we see her talking on her cell phone to her boyfriend, Ricky. Uh, she kind of, like, argues back and forth with him about, like, hey, you can't come over. I'm babysitting. And he's like, well, come see me after. And then she, like, says a line, like, well, if you want to break a lot of laws, you can come over without being invited. And just then <laughs> we see a spider crawl across the counter uh, and she screams, and Luke plays hero, and it's like, I've got it. And then he captures the spider instead mm-hmm. of killing it, and he takes the spider outside like a fucking psycho. <laughs> so babysitter hangs up with her boyfriend. Yeah. We cut to her drying some clothes in not her house, which I yeah, found I don't weird. Know, like, I guess that's just like on her literal laundry list to do yeah it was like the and i don't feel like that mom is the type of woman that's like yeah you do my laundry i feel like she she has a order that she'd like her laundry done in you feel yeah homegirls are straight fucking karen Mm -hmm. yeah she is i think that this mostly sets up for us kind of the setting that we have um so she comes out of the laundry room and she walks down the hall and calls for luke Um, And then we see her sitting on the couch to watch like a horror movie. And then a cork pops and hits the TV because Luke, the little fucking creepy 12 year old, just popped a bottle of champagne. And the babysitter does what babysitters should do. And she's like, put that down. You can't. You're way too young to be drinking that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I drink. I started drinking early, but fucking 12. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I did also start drinking early. Um, But also, I didn't drink my parents liquor because I didn't have a death wish. No, my parents (laughs) had that shit marked with markers, man. I drink cheap light beer at high school parties. Fucking take your turn, Luke. Seriously. (laughs) Like you you got money, have some older fucking kid buy you some liquor shit. Yeah, but we can kind of tell that he's like trying to be a big man and set this Mm -hmm. up for her. Mm hmm. Uh, So she takes the bottle away and she goes to the kitchen and through the kitchen, she sees that the dining room door is open um, and blames it on Luke when he took the spider out. Then we get a creepy horror shot from outside the house looking in where we see a swing moving. Mm -hmm. And it's a very like, are you afraid of the dark moment? (laughs) So we come back to her in the kitchen and she's pouring out the champagne and her boyfriend calls again and they're bitching at each other like you do in high school relationships. Uh, So she hangs up and drinks some of the champagne where Luke catches her and they kind of have an agreement like, if you don't tell, neither will I. I just still wouldn't drink with the 12 year old. Like, I'm not trying to get drunk around some creepy kid. No. So she uh, is about to order pizza um, and then the house phone rings. She answers it, and no one's on the line, or at least no one says anything. Another horror trope. 
she hangs up the phone. We cut to horror movie noises, and we see that the pair are drinking champagne and chilling on the couch watching horror. Uh, Luke starts a very inappropriate conversation where he asks her why she dates Ricky, uh, because apparently he's a jerk. Um, and she's like, I, I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. And actually, he's like kind of a sweet guy. <laughs> And then, like just shut the shit down I, like you are the fucking adult man this i would kid. be like i'm gonna call your parents we're not doing this like i just would be like you can fuck right off i don't have anything to say to you <laughs> he also mentions her ex-boyfriend and is like he was such a fucking idiot and i'm like this is none of your business you psycho yeah he knows way too much about this chick for her to be just super chill drinking some liquor with him yeah the tone of this relationship is just icky the whole way around mm-hmm. through no fault of her own i think that women are conditioned to just not say anything when we're uncomfortable but i think she yeah. puts up with uncomfortable advances for far too long <laughs> i oh, would have yeah, kicked totally. this kid in his dick a long time ago she does do that later <laughs> She tells Luke that he's just drunk and she calls him kiddo because that's what you should do. You shouldn't have a drunk 12-year-old. Yeah. I mean, you should be like, I don't give a fuck if you saw me drinking or not. It's like, I'm going to Pittsburgh, motherfucker. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what's he say? That, what's he say that, I, well, I forget what he says. That's creepy. Oh, so he he's like, I'm not drunk and I'm not a kid. I'm 12, almost 13, which made me go, ooh, I don't like it. What? <laughs> And then she says to him in this scene, if she were his age, she would date him. I'm like, girl, he's already weird. This is not helping. Don't soak that fire. No, do not. Do not do that, girl. (laughs) It's not going to go well for her. There's literally a line from like the the last Jedi. Like, this is not going to go how you intend it. Nope, sure isn't going to go well. So about this time, she realizes that she never actually ended up ordering the pizza. And then the doorbell rings, and it's the creepiest pizza man ever. Right? Uh. (laughs) It's like like he's so fucking tall, you can't see his face in the keyhole or in the the eye hole. Like, what the fuck? They say, like, we didn't order this pizza. And he's like, he confirms the address with them. And they're like, yeah, that's it. And he's like, well, somebody ordered it. So Luke pays him. And then they close the door. And then he says in, like, the creepiest cadence ever, have a good night. And I'm like, are we supposed to think he's the killer? Because <laughs> he is yes. really creepy. <laughs> yeah. He's probably just like some fucking neckbeard that like doesn't ever talk to people except for at the door. And so yeah. he's just fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, he is really fucking creepy. My favorite jump scare actually happens right here. So she locks the door and then bumps into a creepy plastic Santa. And at <laughs> some point she puts Santa outside because she's done like fucking being scared. By him and i would have done the same thing i would have put his ass out in the first though yeah i would have been like bye santa <laughs> i hate things that are like off in the distance in another room that kind of look like a person yeah i'm like that demon Always. in my room that is actually a stack of clothing but is actually a demon he's got my number exactly uh so they both head into the living room where luke has creepily set up candles uh they watch a movie and mm-hmm. eat and luke puts his head yeah. on her shoulder and his hand on her knee I can just hear the ick coming from Sam's voice. It's like, like so gross. I hate it. But I'm sure like everybody kind of had that experience of having a crush on your babysitter. This kid's just turned it up to 11. I never actually had a babysitter other than my siblings who were older than me. And then after they got to a certain age, like you're a fucking adult. Blah, blah, yourself. And I was like, I'm 12. <laughs> yeah. So she tries to make like casual conversation, I think, because she feels weird. And then she gets another call um from ricky her boyfriend and she leaves to answer and luke's all pissed off uh when she hangs up with ricky she tells luke that he was always be her little buddy and he like brushes her off because that's not what he wants um then they're still watching the horror movie and she gets a little scared she hears something in the backyard and asks luke if he heard uh he did not she then gets scared again and grabs luke's hand out of fear you should not have been sitting close enough to this boy to grab his hand gross <laughs> and then he tries to kiss her yeah, yeah he did. i feel like that would have ended the night right there yeah i'd be like i'm calling your parents gross so just as that kiss happens and she says no and tries to continue to rebuff his advances, 
the home phone rings again. She answers. Someone is on the line this time. And they say that they can see her. And she goes to the back window and she like flips off the window. And she's like, yeah, how many fingers am I holding up? (laughs) I was like, I like her. She fun. (laughs) (laughs) She thinks it may be her ex, Jeremy, that's calling. And she tells Luke to turn the TV off. She grabs a champagne from him, and then she says she doesn't actually think it was Jeremy. I don't know what happened in between there. She's a little tipsy. Okay, fair enough. She turns back towards the back door and sees Plastic Santa in the window for another jump scare. That's a double jump scare for Plastic Santa. Damn. Santa gets all the jump scares. This is the second movie that I've done that have some form of Santa in them. Redneck Santa in the hunt. Plastic Santa in this movie. We'll see what happens in the third one. We got yep. we got to have a trilogy of Santas. There may be a Santa in the next one I do. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she sees that the door in the dining room is open again. She closes it and tells Luke to pass her her phone. And he tosses it in the fish tank. And I would beat the shit out of this kid. That's an iPhone. That's like worth more than your life. It's an iPhone 8 Plus. That's literally what she says. <laughs> oh, we're kindred spirits. Uh, but I'm just like, yes, that's true. But have you seen this kid's house? His parents will buy you a new fucking phone. I mean, that's if true. You make it. <laughs> yeah, if you live. As she's yelling at him, we hear a knock on the door. Uh, she tells him not to answer, but he's brave. So he does it anyway. <laughs> Um, I, love he, I love what he fucking says. He's like, I know Taekwondo. That's <laughs> literally what he says. Like, he's like, what do you want? I know Taekwondo. Yeah, I'm like, a kid, I could snap you in half, fucker. <laughs> like, I would kill you in a fight. But when he opens the door, Garrett's motherfucking back because he tackles him. <laughs> Babysitter is pissed. Ashley's pissed. She asked why he was sneaking around in the backyard. And he's like, I didn't. It wasn't me. I wasn't there. And then when he says that, we hear a window upstairs break. So we know that someone else is in the house at this mm-hmm. point. Um, so Ashley tells the boys to stay where they are. Um, and she grabs a knife and tells the boys to dial 911 on Garrett's phone. And then when she goes upstairs, if she screams, to send the call. And then she goes upstairs and they do not do anything that she said because they just fucking follow her. Which I would be like, well. stick with the plan. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's scared, so she tells them to just stay close to her. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go up there by myself. I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, Ricky? <laughs> I really hope that you <laughs> no, yeah. come over, honey. <laughs> like, no, yeah, you take Garrett's phone and you fucking call Ricky. That's what you do. We just solved this whole movie, actually. I mean, yeah. maybe not, because things maybe would have escalated a little quicker. I don't um, know. <laughs> but there, it's two 12-year-olds against two not-knocked-out 18-year-olds. They creep down the hall upstairs, and we find that somebody's thrown a brick through Luke's window. She tries to call 911 on Garrett's phone at this point, and it doesn't work, and neither do the home phones anymore. They try on the computer, but the network is gone. I don't understand that kind of technology, but I, but okay. They're just like, it's just gone. And I'm like... I know, they make these kids, like, they make Ashley seem like she's like... 65 like i don't know how to work up an angle computer like bitch you grew up with computers you know how to use this shit you were born in 1998 yeah you're 17 ashley and also that's not how computers work she was like it's just gone and then she's like hook you hook up to one of the other wi-fi networks then and they're like they're all password protected and i'm like no they're not you live in a white neighborhood that's full of rich people. Somebody leave their <laughs> Wi-Fi unlocked because they feel very safe at home. That does. That actually does. She does say something like, "What are you talking about? You don't have a security system." And Luke goes, "It's a very safe neighbor." <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what happens next. They go downstairs because she's like, "All right, we gotta just set the security system off." And looks around and she's like, "How the fuck do you not have a security system?" And he's like. It's a very safe neighborhood, which was the original title of this film. <laughs> so I love when they leave Garrett up in Luke's room. And he's like, just figure out the computer bullshit. And he's like, what do you even mean? Like, yeah, you- he's just like, it's like a 90s hacker moment. He's just I know. typing things. And like, I'm just like, is- he's 12. He doesn't know how to do that. No. 
But also, he kind of might know how to do that. They're like, kids these days, they know how to do shit. Liam, he's four years old, and he knows how to perfectly activate his iPad. He just doesn't know the code. That's Other fucking than that, terrifying. Yeah, right? He's going to be like, hey, Shani, can you fix the, the iPhone for me? And he's going to do it. He's going to be like, fucking A, Dad. Yeah, that's, that's real <laughs> scary. All right, Garrett's upstairs actually hacking the government. He's hacking the FBI up there. We don't know. <laughs> While uh, Babysitter and Luke are downstairs, they look outside at her car and we see their tires have been slashed. So, uh uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, this is bad times. (laughs) And then she turns out all the lights and they stand against the door as Garrett walks down with, like, the brick that was thrown into the window. Um, Mm -hmm. And the brick says, if you leave, you die. Then we hear noise and somebody turns on, like, fog lights outside the door. Garrett runs into the backyard and gets shot. <laughs> yeah, it's not really explained what he gets shot with. Yeah. Yeah, he um, did. <laughs> yeah, we lose Garrett at that point. So she shuts the door and she tackles Luke to the ground. Just Luke's what Luke like, wants. Bleh. I hate it. Slap this kid in the face so hard. <laughs> and she tells him to calm down and he asks about Garrett and she doesn't really say anything. She says that they're just going to go upstairs and hide in a bedroom until, uh, like these people leave yeah they see a shadow of someone through the window so they run upstairs um and when they get upstairs they see a guy walking through the hallway with a flashlight so they go into the laundry room where ashley was drying someone's clothes earlier today Uh, (laughs) and then they go up into the attic babysitter says they should stay there which is a good idea actually Mm -hmm. um just stay there until the intruder leaves luke says he should get his parents gun and he kind of like scuttles away from her as 12 year olds do Mm -hmm. and then she kind of tries to find him and runs into spiders again and then falls through the attic opening down into the laundry room almost breaking her fucking neck Uh, (laughs) i know that house is big that bit that he heard her scream and then a little bit later the like dryer goes off like a couple minutes after that the dryer goes off i if i were the killer i'd be like hey something's happening in that room (laughs) the killer definitely heard her scream (laughs) yeah yeah luke bursts through the door in a jump scare through the laundry room door with his parents gun and ashley's real scared in the laundry room And he says Mm -hmm. the killer is probably downstairs. So they run to his room and they hide in his closet. They bump a toy in the closet, which makes a lot of noise, which you would think that the killer would have responded to noise earlier in this movie, but has not. But he hears the toy. So he comes into the room. We see that the babysitter kind of has like a look on her face. And then she recognizes the mask. So she comes out of the closet and tells Garrett to take off the fucking mask. And it is revealed that the killer was Garrett. And the babysitter's fucking pissed, as she should be. I would be so goddamn mad because she's right. She's like, I could have broken my neck back there. Those are real fucking guns. What the fuck is wrong with you? She should have kicked them both in their dick. I would have fucked someone up so hard. But she does deliver kind of a kicker. She says, what kind of delusional infant thinks that staging a break-in is going to get you to second base? (laughs) She's going to call his parents right now. He calls after her. She turns, and he hits her in the face with a gun, causing her to fall downstairs, passed out. Yeah, no. I'm surprised she didn't die from that shit. She looks like she should be dead. (laughs) Right? The fall's pretty bad. She rolled on her neck a couple times on that fall. Not to mention the blunt force trauma of a fucking gun hitting you in the face. Oh, yeah, you know, he pistol whipped her. Yeah, hard. (laughs) (laughs) Garrett does not feel like this is part of the plan because he is freaking out. He's a little terrified of Luke. I mean, if you were a 12-year-old and that was the only other person in the house that was alive, I would be terrified of Luke, too. So the dynamic between Garrett and Luke in this movie is mostly luke manipulating someone who's also a victim garrett does Mm -hmm. a couple of fucked up things but nothing nearly as bad as what luke gets into we cut to christmas music playing uh the babysitter is waking up and she is taped to a chair i'm just like i'm just like i'm reimagining like garrett high off his ass just like i'm going so fast right now (laughs) on that fucking 
<laughs> like Luke just gave his best friend like half an oxy. That's a lot for a 13-year-old depending That's a on the milligram. Fuck ton. While she's waking up as Will said, Garrett's scootering around the house high on oxy. Um, which probably was really fun at the time. As he's doing that, we see Luke like taking out all his props that he used to like set this prank up. So like the person in the window they saw when they were like about to head upstairs was like a cardboard cutout. A la Home Alone. Yeah. The lights outside were like fog lights that he had set up. He put a lot of time into doing this. He like mapped this shit out for a couple weeks. He had to. Yeah. Fuck. Have you been doing this for a year at this point? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Garrett and Luke come into the kitchen um, and sit in front of Ashley, who's trying to struggle to get out of her tape. And I just wrote, I'm uncomfortable. This is my actual nightmare, listeners. <laughs> so Luke is kind of fucking going through her purse. He puts lipstick on the tape over her mouth, which is fucked up. Garrett does not seem to be on board from a lot of this, by the way. He's like, that's fucked up. And I'm like, she's taped to a chair, man. <laughs> There's more that's fucked up about this, Garrett. But I know you're on Oxy. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's... There's a lot of shit going on with Garrett, like mentally. He's probably drunk. He's high. He's trying to cope with his friend that's really psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> Luke still has the gun. Um, and he's, you know, saying, I'll take off the tape if you won't scream. But if you scream, I'm going to have to kill you. He takes it off and, and she starts doing the thing that we would all do, which is like, listen, we don't have to tell anybody about this. She also says that she thinks she has a concussion and needs to go to the hospital. He ignores all of this and suggests that they play truth or dare. Gross. <laughs> I'm so angry and I want to hit this kid in the face. He says if she wins, he'll untire. And if she loses, she will drink this like clear bottle of drugs. I'm assuming some kind of roofie. Yeah, I think it's roofies. He says <laughs> like the weirdest fucking lines. It's amazing what you can find at the playground these days. Uh, yeah, and when he said that, I was like, ooh, <laughs> I don't like it. Everything he does from here on out, I'm just like, I don't like it. Oh. <laughs> it gets worse. Oh, it just yeah. it gets so much worse. Luke insists they play truth or dare. Um, and she he asks her first and she says truth. And then he asks her how many guys she slept with because he's a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> um she yeah. says none um and he thinks she's full of shit but she maintains mm -hmm. garrett dares luke to assault <laughs> ashley yeah it's awkward by touching her without her consent and i i just wrote and i fucking hate him it's really gross and then yeah luke does some whining about it do you know what it feels like to love someone who doesn't love you back gross <laughs> It's Ashley's turn to truth or dare. She asks him if he ever told Garrett that he killed Garrett's hamster. <laughs> Till that tea, girl. <laughs> She's roasted his ass. Yeah, she is. Garrett's very fucking pissed. I get it, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would be mad too. What the fuck? Garrett, like, tries to leave and Luke follows him. This just gets them out of the room for Ashley to make her first attempt at kind of trying to escape. She does SOS with a flashlight that she finds on the counter they catch her doing mm -hmm. this. Luke says his Bond villain plan that at the end of the night, when his parents get home, she's going to be passed out from drinking the whole liquor cabinet. Um, and then she won't remember what happened the night before. I don't think she'll blink on everything. I don't think you forget anything that's like before alcohol or any kind of substance hit your body. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, but he's 12. So what the fuck does he know? That's a good point. Uh, unless she dies of alcohol poisoning, which the first time I watched this, I was like, she can't drink that much on her own. She's a 17-year-old girl, and I think she only had one piece of pizza today. <laughs> <laughs> Some girl at least needs, you know, a deep dish fucking pan pizza, motherfucker. Yeah, she need to eat a whole pizza. You need to see them teen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, girl. <laughs> she does at this point warn Garrett that Luke is going to get him thrown in fucking jail. Uh, Luke hands her the bottle and demands that she drink. And she, again, does something badass. She headbutts the glass bottle. It falls and breaks on the floor. So goodbye to that plan, Luke. Um, mm. As they're about to fucking rail 
honor, whale, whale, not rail honor. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Different type of movie. Whole different type of movie. As they're about to Ooh. lose their shit on her, the doorbell rings. Um, mm-hmm. So Luke goes to answer the door while Garrett covers her mouth and kind of watches her. And it's Ricky, you guys, who was called a jerk earlier in the movie. I would argue he's just a bit of an airhead. I think he's sweet. <laughs> he's, he's at the door. He's brought flowers for Ashley and pushes the door open because he's a grown-ass man and Luke is a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Luke kind of gives him the runaround about where Ashley is. They're like, she's on her period and she has diarrhea. And I'm like, what? <laughs> why would she be <laughs> unfindable for those reasons? Because <laughs> they're 12 and they're like, I don't understand how the girl body works, but this is what's happening. You yeah, she's shitting. There. It's a whole issue. I'm like, this is a really <laughs> weird excuse. So they go upstairs uh, to look for Ashley, and he's being really sweet. He's like, you don't have to be embarrassed, baby. And I'm like, oh, poor Ricky. And then Ricky gets hit upside the head with a baseball bat by Luke. And then he just starts to do this weird fucking dance. <laughs> Luke is such a weirdo. He turns around because it's like, grand slam, motherfucker. And then Ricky gets up because he's an adult man. <laughs> He has kind of a ker- kerfuffle with Luke where he gets him on the ground. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Which I like to laugh. Yeah, he beats his ass. And then Luke shoves his night-night pencil into Ricky's face. Ooh, that's some pretty nasty gore. That's rough. That's a rough night already. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ricky picks up the bat and he is about to beat the fuck out of Luke when Garrett comes upstairs from watching Ashley. He has the gun. And Luke gets up and hits Ricky upside the head with the bat, knocking him out. There is a lot of blood. I was like, he's dead in this scene. What are you talking about? It's like, no, no, no. He's either super concussed or brain damaged after this moment. Yeah. Also, yeah. side note, while Ricky and Garrett and Luke were upstairs... Ashley kind of like rocked herself on her back um, and got to a piece of glass on the floor. Mm-hmm. We cut to the kitchen now with both Ricky and Ashley tied up. While Luke kind of gets rid of the evidence of Ricky being there, we get kind of a scene of Ricky and Ashley sitting next to each other. And Luke takes the tape off of Ashley's mouth and Ashley begs for Ricky's life. And then we get the reveal that Ricky got a text message from Ashley to come here. And Ashley did not send that text message. So we know that Luke sent that text message, which means he planned to have this guy show up. Mm. Plot thickens. It's clear from Garrett's response to this that he didn't know that Luke was doing this. Luke goes and fishes Ashley's phone out of a fish tank and then tells her to call her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, apparently he put the phone in a bag before he threw it in the fish tank which doesn't make sense jeremy answers in one of the funniest parts of the movie and (laughs) luke is like hey uh this is luke and i'm calling for ashley and jeremy's just like ashley doesn't live here and then hangs up the phone (laughs) he got the wrong number bro (laughs) he is like a bro he's a straight bro though jeremy is later on he's vanilla nice While Luke is on the phone convincing Jeremy to come over because Ashley wants him to come over, Ash brings up Garrett's hamster and how he wouldn't want to do something bad to them because he was really sad when uh, Garrett's hamster died. And then in the creepiest move ever, he whispers in her ear that he did it on purpose. So we're fully in danger zone. We're in danger town right now. (laughs) Homeboy is fucked in the head. Yeah, this is not good. Right about this time, Ricky pees on the floor. (laughs) I think he forced it out. I think so, too. (laughs) Luke cleans up the pee and takes out the trash. While he's outside, Ash kind of breaks out of her wrist tape. Ricky tells her to leave. And we find out he's actually, like, really sweet, which just makes it really sad. (laughs) Luke comes back and Ash does the thing where she pretends that she's still taped. Luke tells them that it'll be a while until Jeremy gets there. So he proposes that they fuck in front of him <laughs> like a sicko 12-year-old. Ricky is not on yeah. board and neither is Ashley. Good. <laughs> About this time, <laughs> Luke leaves the room because Garrett's been smoking weed in the house. <laughs> and he fucking panics when he finds out. Yeah, he like, clearly is not down with that. 
And then they bring the joint in and tell Ricky to smoke it. I think to kind of set up that Ricky is high mm-hmm. and a loser or whatever. Pass that shit over. <laughs> At this point in the movie, we get the scene that I would think is the scene that if this were a widely known film would be the one that everybody remembers. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Ricky. Yeah. And it makes me really sad because they kind of set up that he's a really sweet character right before this, but they drag Ricky into like the entryway. Luke leaves the room while he's gone. Ricky kind of appeals to Garrett and I was like, Hey, why the fuck are you friends with him? And then Luke comes back with a paint can and a rope. (laughs) God. And Luke sets up the home alone trap. That's like mm-hmm. the paint can that swings down and hits somebody in the face. I'm pretty sure this is like on Mythbusters. Like, I'm pretty sure this is a thing where they've tried and it will kill you. Yeah, it's I a think full- that they mentioned that in the beginning of the movie. I think they're like, we settled this. It's on Mythbusters. So I yeah. think that uh, Luke knows what's going to happen. Garrett, at this point, is very sure that Ricky is going to die <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a full paint can. Yeah, it's a full unopened paint can, um, which he swings one time and misses. (laughs) He's like, is it lined up with his head? Like he's all cautious about it. Which is a nightmare (laughs) thing to say. What the fuck? Before he's about to swing it again, Ashley comes in because she's gotten free from her tape and she grabbed Mm. the gun. She says, drop it. And he says, okay. And then he drops the paint can. It swings down and just crushes ricky's head Mm -hmm. we see a pretty nasty shot of yellow paint mixed with blood major cranial damage yeah it's pretty that's a pretty cool kill and i'm really glad that we didn't see more yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty gruesome kill the less is more effect definitely served its purpose really good there ashley is like i'm gonna fucking shoot you why would you do that she's traumatized finds out that the gun is not loaded because any responsible parent keeps the ammunition away from the gun (laughs) it's true when ashley finds out she makes a break for it runs outside and gets hit by a paintball gun telling us what garrett actually got hit by garrett Mm -hmm. catches up to her and they get in a physical fight and she fucks garrett's ass up he's his ass with a fucking chair yeah she gets Mm -hmm. over the fence and actually runs towards the street and we almost get there but luke uh, knocks her out with the brick that was thrown into their window. We're on the final stretch, everybody. This is pretty much the end of the film. This next part is hilarious. Luke, Luke's response. Just keep going, keep going. We cut, and Luke is out on the front porch enjoying some carolers while we see that Ashley is inside tied up with Christmas lights, and Garrett lies depressed on the couch. <laughs> when luke comes back in and he's like they got some new people that have really helped the harmonization (laughs) such a prick white kid i know (laughs) just like you are literally insane and then he rubs her hair and she kind of like does that face like she might enjoy it and then she kicks him right in the nuts like she should i was like yes girl (laughs) at this point we get a conversation between luke and garrett Luke is very manipulative, says, like, what would we do without each other? And it kind of works. Luke says, you stay in here and make sure that Ashley stays quiet, and I'm going to go deal with Jeremy. You mean kill him? No, not kill him. (laughs) Why would you ever say that? Which is such a, like, bitchy thing to say. He is a little bitch. Yeah, he's a baby bag bitch. (laughs) And then we get Jeremy. Jeremy is in the new Power Rangers movie from, like, four years ago. No! fucking way really yeah i know i had seen his face before he's also uh like i can say this i'm comfortable with myself but he's the hot guy in stranger things oh my god (laughs) (laughs) this is like literally like a bit part he had before he became really big i am the only person in the world that would see this guy out in public and be like you're jeremy from better watch out and he would be like what the fuck I mean, to be honest, he does steal this scene. Jeremy is in the backyard and Luke is like, no, you have to stay out here and write uh, an apology letter to Ashley. (laughs) And at some point, I don't know if it's to this or to something else. Jeremy just goes, no. (laughs) Which 
is like one of my favorite line deliveries in the movie. He's like a 20 year old dude. That's like, why the fuck would I listen to you? No, <laughs> but Luke is a good manipulator. <laughs> I mean, he, it's cause Jeremy's high. Let's be real. This dude smoked something before like his whole, like talking to himself in the car, like talking the moment up. <laughs> He's a mess. <laughs> he does end up writing a little apology note to Ashley while he's concentrated on writing uh, Luke runs up behind him slips a noose around his neck and apparently that rope is connected over a tree branch to a riding lawnmower Luke rides the lawnmower away and Jeremy is hoisted into the air and now it looks like he's committed suicide and that's the suicide note meanwhile inside we kind of get a moment with Garrett and Ashley where he takes the tape off of her she is trying to get him to let her go. And he does try and do that. He he cuts through some of the lights. Um, and he says he's really sorry. And he kisses her on the cheek. And then Luke <laughs> shoots him with a shotgun. Yeah. Poor Garrett. And Garrett. He even asks for his mommy. Jesus. He did, yeah. He's distraught that his best friend just shot him. And then before Luke shoots him in the head, we hear him say, I want my mom. Which is super sad and fucked. And we see Luke kind of be affected by this for a moment. And then his face just goes blank. Like a psychopath. He pulls up a chair next to Ashley and sits down. He revealed that uh, he was never going to let her go. Mm -hmm. He talks about how his mom used to love him so much. um, And then she just stopped tucking him in. um, And he can't understand why and Ashley another really great line in the movie says she knows exactly why the mom stops tucking him in as like tears roll down her face and I'm like it's because you're a fucking asshole and then he's a fucking asshole he's the worst I would not tuck this kid in either she shuts her eyes while Luke yells at her um, and then he pulls out a knife and stabs her Um, and we assume that that's it for her we assume she's dead and he kisses her on the head um, and then we get Will's cleanup dance scene where he's jiving around, like, like fucking a- framing people for murder and shit. <laughs> I know. It's hilarious, though, at the same time. Dark, but hilarious. It's very dark, but it is kind of funny. And the music's good. So, um, <laughs> so he kind of sets the house back up. There's a scene of him checking his phone and seeing his parents are coming home soon. Like, they're. 50 feet away or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes back upstairs and he needs to set up the pencil. So he closes his bedroom door and sets up the pencil, then runs into a different room and climbs into his bedroom window and like set up for everything to go well. Um, his parents enter the house. We just hear his mom scream. We cut to police cars and ambulances outside the house um, and Luke's mom holding him in his bed. Uh, As we hear a cop in the hall talk to his dad, then we hear a cop downstairs yell one of them is still alive. Luke gets up and goes to the window and sees Ashley's body being wheeled out. And just before she gets in the ambulance, she flips him off. (laughs) (laughs) And that, my friends, is the movie. Well, there's the there's the mid cut credit scene there is a mid credit scene which i had never seen until today when i watched this <laughs> never so we do get like a short mid credit scene it's just luke shutting his curtains and telling his mom that he's worried about ashley and that they should go to the hospital and that is the true end of the movie yeah so uh, what'd you think so i liked it I did. It really did throw me through a loop, though. Like, there were some twists that I did not see coming. And I, th- I liked that, the fact that I couldn't predict what was going to happen. It, it made it enjoyable. And the fact that I loudly proclaimed, what the fuck, a couple different times while watching this movie, I think that's a testament to... It's Obviously, it's not, like, a fucking great movie. But it's a good, it's a good popcorn movie. You're just like, you want to eat the popcorn, but something's about to happen. You're like, ah. I got uh, it's good. The set is really well done. That house is massive. Acting's good. There are some things that are like just kind of out of disbelief, like the 15 year old playing a 12 year old. Yeah. And the fact that I think his parents would have been home because they were only gone till 11. And it was already dark by the time Ashley showed up. So it was probably like eight. 
Yeah. Because as a parent myself, you get tired when you're out in the world. You just want to go fucking home. <laughs> so I get That's it. True. On a whole, very enjoyable movie. Would watch it again. It's not my genre, but it was good. I would say a three out of three point five out of five. I would say that's definitely a fair rating. Re, they did a great job actually at the time the movie was coming out about what they released about the movie. What we knew about the movie going in was that it was a home invasion horror set on Christmas. Mm. Um, so I expected it to be fun because I like home invasion. I did not expect what they gave me, and I was happy they gave me something different. I think the performances are fantastic. Uh, that kid mm-hmm. that plays Luke is disgusting. Fuck that, fuck that kid. <laughs> he was in like a children's movie a year after that that I was like, y- y- y'all let him be in kids' movies? So I really, <laughs> I like the performances. I like the twist of it. I think it's, you know, there's not a lot to choose from in holiday horror. So I think this, this is a good option if you're looking for some good ambiance. For me, I would say it probably is sitting right at a 3.5 out of 5 as well. That's a 3.5 for both of us then. That's, that's the whole total score. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that was uh, Better Watch Out. Would you like Can- to tell the listeners what we'll be doing next week? So next week is my pick and um, I'm picking a movie that it's science fiction, which uh, is kind of a theme for me, as everybody can tell. Most of my all my picks have been science fiction in some way. Uh, It's the 2006 sci-fi film Sunshine. Uh, Sam's really interested because I told her the first two thirds of this movie are essentially just arrived by epic but the last third and it's not really a twist that you don't see coming it's just it just jumps into it it's really cool so i am very excited uh, about this one because i've heard horror podcasts talk about this movie so i'm pumped for this it's it's a good i love this movie uh the third third of it isn't like my my favorite portion but it, it makes the rest of the movie it works if you are wanting to, you know, follow along with us, just watch Sunshine before you listen to the podcast next week. Also, uh, we have a new Instagram uh, that I just created last week. It's the B&B Movie Show. Sam follows it. So if you follow Sam, you can easily follow it in her links. We uh, just got a shout out from uh, the Horror Basement podcast. So also check them out as well. All of those things are true podcast out yes i'm still sam and i'm still will even after watching a murderous 12 year old (laughs) fuck damn and that'll do it we're We're out, out guys